and we are back for the sixth episode of the Pool Two Guard podcast, featuring myself, Joe Nitchin. And today we will round up all the events that I should have came up for, but I didn't because I was ill. I had fucking tonsillitis for about two weeks. It was absolute brutal. It was horrendous. I was working for it. Had those hours at work as well because I've just made management. And yeah. It was absolutely fucked. I could not speak at all. So, no po- podcasts. But we had some interesting fights happening. We will start at the Makachev versus Moises. Or how the fuck you say is that cunt's name. And then we'll go from there. Because we'll finish off on a preview to UFC 265. Yeah, 265. And yeah, we'll just go through one by one. Won't go down the entire card. Because these fight nights, not a lot happens in terms of name value. But certain good fights do happen, of course. So obviously, Islam Makachev beat Tiago Moises. Who is 20-1 and one, and now he's, like, he's ranked. Is he like fifth ranked or something like that? He's really ridiculously ranked for a guy who only beat... I think Moises was like ranked 13th, 14th. And he jumped a lot of people. He jumped, I think he didn't jump RDA, yeah, did he? He, d- he jumped like Dan Hooker and shit like that. It's like, uh, is that Makachev? His last two fights have been against Drew Dober and Thiago Moises. They're not exactly high caliber fighters. To get ranked like in the top five, basically. Bit stupid. Bit stupid. They're obviously, the ranking's a bit stupid again. But he's got to fight someone big, you know. He's got to fight, I think, RDA's. The fight that's been rumored, I don't think it's confirmed yet. And that fight was also cancelled early on in the year. So hopefully they're on two fight, and then he, if he does win that, then you can be like, all right, you deserve to be in the top five now. But it was a, it was quite one-sided fight. He got, it was quite slow in the first round. Quite slow. Moises just started playing to his hands in rounds two, three, and four. Just backing up against the fence. And this man, Makachev, was like, all right, then I'm going to either beat the shit out of you or I'm going to take you down. And that's what he did. Uh, Moises nearly got a rear choke, but he sort of was a bit overzealous with it and fell over the top of uh, Islam Makachev. Now it's the beginning and the end, really. As soon as that failed uh, choke attempt was made, I feel like that's when Moises started sort of giving up a little bit. And then uh, Islam Makachev hunting submissions. I love the fact that he hunts submissions. He probably goes for the finish. In the first round, I think he got the armbar, but it, like he just ran out of time. I think he had it extended and everything. And another five more seconds, Moises would probably have tapped out. But Makachev gets the Riddick choke in round number four. And yeah, he wins the fight and moves up the rankings. A bit too much. But he does go through and wins that fight. Also in his card, yeah, the return of Misha Tate. She fought quite an older lady. I think she was like in her forties. Uh, yeah, Marion Renault. How the fuck, how old is she? She's forty-four years old, so she'd be up a forty-four year old. I mean, it's a comeback fight. Mish Tate. She hasn't fought in five or six years, or something she like that. It's been a long fucking time since she lost to. Oh no, she had one fight after Amanda Nunes, didn't she? She had... was it Raquel Pennington, her last fight. I can't remember now. Yeah, yeah, so Mish Tate won a return 
And uh, yeah, she wants to climb up the division and eventually fight Amanda Nunes, which she thinks she could beat. All powers here. No one else does. Uh, we had Jerry Stevens getting tapped out in the first minute on his return to lightweight. I think he was, he did fight lightweight. I'm pretty sure he did. And he moved down to featherweight, but he's been at featherweight for a long, long time. Jerry Stevens, probably one fight getting cut, I feel. I think he's on like a four-fight lose streak. Uh, let's have a look. Like the guy got a beautiful Kimura. You don't really see a lot of them because it's, everyone's so defensively sound. So yeah, he's not on a four-fight loss streak. He had one draw with, uh, or no contest rather, with Yair in that time as well, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he had one, one draw in that as well. And um, yeah, the guy, I think Jamie Stevens tried a Kimura and then he got reversed and the guy ended up on top and then got Kimura and Jamie Stevens and I think that's how it played, played out. Guy looks good. He's probably Georgian, isn't he? These fucking Georgian fighters coming out of nowhere and just taking over right now. And yeah, he just took it to ground, swinged his arm around and got a submission. Jamie taps out quite quickly because <laughs> that guy cranked the fuck out of it. And what else do we have on this card? I don't know. Oh, Bolly, uh, Bolly, Billy Quarantino, Quarantino, as everyone starts calling him, had a bang fight with Gabriel uh, Benitez. Quite a good fight. Quite liked it. I think on the prelims of that card, Daniel, uh, Daniel, Daniel Rodriguez had a good fight against Preston Parsons. I like Daniel Rodriguez. He's uh, boxing's really smooth, really crisp. I like it. Anything else? No, fuck all. Um, then we go to the Sanhagen and Digital. Did a short fight. Had a bit of controversy. Uh, I say controversy. A lot more people thought Corey Sandhagen beat TJ than TJ beating Sandhagen. Personally, by a round-to-round basis, I had TJ winning the fight. 3-2. to two. But if you're looking at it as a whole fight, then yeah, I can see the argument for Corey Sandhagen. But there, there was like a few close rounds. Corey is his own worst enemy, though. It was too, like... There was evidence in the first round that these spin attacks won't fucking work, especially to the body. Because every time he tried to do a spin attack to the body, Dershaw would move to the side because he would anticipate it quite well. Because obviously they sparred with each other uh, before, which was one of the sort of storylines, if you would, leading up into the fight. And uh, yeah, he would just duck to the side and then grab, grab him by the waist, push him up his defence and do some work, try and get a takedown. But I think TJ... TJ's uh, knee uh, capitulated in the first round because Corey had a good little knee bar going on. TJ just got lazy, tried to hammer fist in whilst he had tried to crank in the knee bar or the heel hook. I can't remember what submission it was now. Fucked his knee regardless. And yeah, it was a very good. It was a very good fight. Corey Sandhagen land. Some fucking good shots. That knee, I'm, I don't know how TJ didn't get locked out. That knee was brutal. And TJ took it like it was nothing. And uh, yeah, I think he did win 3-2. Like, it's one in fights. If Corey would have won that decision, fair play. Because it was a split decision. It could have gone either way in terms of a round-by-round round basis, like again I said. And yeah, it was fucking... It's very close. Very, very close fight. Uh, what's next? TJ versus the winner of Sterling and... Peter Young, probably. See what happens with Sterling, because I don't know uh, how he's recuperating. I don't know what's going on with him personally. So I have no idea 
what's going on with him. So let's hope that fight does keep going on because otherwise it could be could be an Ill title shot. Might be a rematch as well. Like, that will be interesting. TJ versus Corey for interim belt or Peter Young versus TJ. Either way, the Bantam division is looking stacked like usual. Looks fucking phenomenal. Uh, Rob Font's there as well. Maybe Corey Sandhagen versus Rob Font. I'd fucking pay to watch that. That'd be delicious. I'd fucking love that. Uh, the co-main, there was like a weird decision. So it was Kyler Phillips versus Pava. Or Paver, I can't can't say his name probably. So obviously, in that fight, Kyler Phillips probably won the first round, and then Paver won the other two rounds. So you're probably asking, why do you think it was controversial? Uh, Kyler Phillips probably won the first round, ten eight, my estimations. I'd have to go back and watch it because I haven't seen it since I watched it live. And I thought, ah, oh, he probably won that ten eight at the time, and that was what was in my notes as well. Uh, they won ten eight. So I thought it was gonna be. 28-28 decision. So I thought it was going to be a draw. But no, two of the judges gave it to Piva, like 29-28, and the other one was 28. So two 29-28s. Piva wins by majority decision. So that went too bad. Uh, Darren Elkins does what Darren Elkins does best, survives, and then capitalizes on a tired opponent. Uh, Derek Miner thought he had the job done. Tried so many submission attempts, blew his arms out, got tired, got fatigued. Darren Elkins just put the pace on him, up the ante, and got him out of there. Got a TKO win on the ground, I believe. And yeah, Darren Elkins doing what Darren Elkins does. Takes a beating and then kicks your ass in like rounds two or three. It's brilliant. Nicely brilliant. You've been doing it for years as well. I don't know what the game plan was. Like, Obviously, you should know that by now. There's enough evidence to see that. Another controversial decision next is Miranda Maverick versus Macy Barber. Two prospects in the division? Would you call them prospects? I don't know. I think they'd have to get... I suppose they're young, so you could probably call it prospects. Um, yeah, I thought Miranda Maverick won, if I'm being honest. I thought it was 2-1. to one. I think Macy's up... Was it the third round with Macy's done well? But yeah, the judging was a bit weird all night, to be, fair, to be honest with you. And yeah, Macy Barber said, yeah, I definitely won the fight, blah, 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 afterwards. Like, I get, you're a fire, you should believe in yourself. She just comes across so, just like an arsehole. <laughs> yeah, just like a bit of a bitch, I don't know, like, I'm not going to lie. She's probably lovely in person. You probably, like, talk to her, you probably meet her, like, a costa or some shit, have a conversation with her, you probably, oh, she's fucking lovely, lovely bird. But, um, no, in her interview, she doesn't come across well. Uh, Rand Maverick. On the other hand, it does come across well. It's not biased. I don't think it's biased. I think just in terms of fight, I thought Miranda Maverick won. I think she, uh, I think she did pace herself well. I think that was the issue. And yeah, all right. this card was actually pretty, pretty good. We also got on the style of that fight of the card, the opener. Adrian Yanez versus Randy Costa. That was fucking fantastic. That first round, Randy Costa beat the fuck out of him. Then Yanez in the second round just turns the pressure back on him because Costa, I think, tied himself out from the first round. Doesn't know pace himself because I don't think he gets out of the first round very often. So he didn't. He probably got into the second round just gassed. So Yanez in the second round beat the fuck out of him, put up against the fence, bit, 
beat Limshire, I mean, put combos together, worked, uh, worked the body, and um, Costa sort of dipped into uppercut, if I remember correctly, and knocked him clean the fuck out. No, not clean out, but, you know, put him to put him his ass, didn't know where the fuck it was. And, yeah, good little win there. Good little fight. What else happened? Uh, Soraya Eubanks won against Lee's Reed. It was fucking quick. It was nasty. It was good. Uh, Eubanks is weird because it's like there's hype around her, even though she's got an 8-6 and six record. I suppose every fight she's in, like, are pretty decent fights, I suppose. Uh, what else? Mickey Gall. He hasn't fought in, like, over a year. He looked good. He looked good. I liked it, uh, Mickey Gall, in that fight. He looks a bit scrawny and a bit, just a bit. He was very. He was just a jiu-jitsu guy, weren't he? Just a small jiu-jitsu guy. He weren't hench or anything either. So nothing too crazy about Mickey Gall. But in this fight, he looked, looked in great shape. His striking looked improved. That Matt Brown effect, I suppose. Matt Brown was like, "You, you're gonna hurt someone now. <laughs> I'm training you. You better hurt someone. I'm gonna fuck you up." <laughs> so yeah, he beat Jordan Williams. Got a few good knockdowns as well. Nearly knocked him out, and then he got the Rinaki choke for the finish, I believe. And the uh, last card, which I don't think that was fuck all on this card, was there? Not really, apart from the main event, which we'll get into in just a moment. Who was that bird at one fifty k and started bursting in tears? Was it Shanae Byers? Or Shean Byers, I think that's her name. She's quite young, isn't she? Uh, yeah, I think it is. And she just bursts out into tears. There's like a clip on it on wherever you go, YouTube, whatever the fuck, social media, don't matter. Uh, and she just bursts out in tears, knowing that she won 50k. Like it came out in an interview later on that because she gets 10 and 10, so she gets 10 to show, 10 to win. That that money was just a sort. Of, that money was gonna be gone because she's in debt. She's in like a decent amount of debt, and that money was just gonna clear her debt if she won. That was it. So she was she was happy to do that. She was like sacrifice she's got to make and stuff like that. But blah, blah. it's only a second fight in the UFC, so people were going on about oh UFC fighters don't get enough money. Blah blah. blah. But this is a, this was her second fight in the UFC. This one. So. Saying that they don't pay their fighters enough. They don't, if you look at the grand scheme of things, or as a whole, they don't. But someone just joined your organisation and you're saying they, they don't get paid enough to fight in the UFC. It's, it's just crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And then she got 50k from this. She got 50k bonus. So she made 70k in that, that fight, in that second UFC fight. I'll be fucking happy if I've got 70k in my second, uh, second UFC fight. I'll be fucking ecstatic. Give me 70k right now, I'd be fucking... Laughing my ass off. Okay. So, yeah, that happened. And the Uriah Hall versus Sean Strickland fight. So, Sean Strickland only lost to, well, I say good guys. I think there's one fight on his record where, where he lost that weren't too great. But he's fought mostly great guys. And if we, I'm going to quickly Google his record real quick. And, um, yeah, against Uriah Hall, he just dominated him, really. He probably he went for a few takedowns, which was quite weird, and um, well, he probably could have got the finish, but in the grand scheme of things, he dominated Yarhul. Yarhul 
he looked like he was going to be about to give up, you know, like when fighters sort of let someone submit him. But he didn't end up doing that in the end. He sort of weathered the storm and tried to keep going, keep going, keep going. But, um, yeah, he he hanged in there. I think he built in excuses during the fight that uh, why he lost. Because Dry Hall is, you know, everyone says he's mentally quite quite weak. I know that's a bit harsh to say, but it's true. It is true. He he does fold quite easily. And uh, his mental health is an issue for himself. Needs uh, probably a sports psychiatrist to help him out with that. I don't know if he's got one. I don't know if he's got a life coach or anything like that. But, yeah. He sort of gave up in points of the fight and then sort of had to up himself. And yeah, he did not did not great. He looked a bit, bit like a scrub, bit bit of a novice at times. Like in the round five, just swinging, just swinging, he weren't setting anything up, just swinging. But Sean Strickland, he does have a weird stance. He's quite straight on. He, he and his head movement's not the greatest. He's there to be hit. And there was a, I'm surprised that Uri Hall didn't go for leg kicks at all. He he went for I think he hit like two or three calf kicks the entire fight. And calf kick was there, and he landed them very, very well. Maybe it was the Chris Weidman sort of thought in his head that sort of like, oh, it happened to him when I was fighting him. I reckon that might have played into a factor why he didn't go for as many calf kicks as he probably could have. Uh, Sean Strickland, though, he moves up in the rankings. I don't know where he is in the rankings. Probably like eight, because I know your Hall was number eight, so maybe they just swap places. That's what they tend to do sometimes. So. The only fighters that Strickland has lost to, and they're all in the welterweight division, I think. Byron won? No. No, all of them win the welterweight division. So he lost to Santiago Ponsonibio, who was like second in the welterweight division. Not that time period, but he was he was up there. He was up there. Uh, Kamara Usman, he lost to. And that was in 2017, so I think maybe a year before Uzman Montal. And then he lost to some guy called Soletsky de Santos, who I'm not entirely sure who he is. Yeah, fuck knows. Don't know who that guy is. And yeah, and recently he's been a sailor tear. He's, he's fought like decent, last three fights, I'd say. He's beaten good quality opponents. Uh, he beat Brendan Allen. Uh, Jocko and Roy Hall. So now he moves into the top 10 of the middleweight division. So the question again is, what's next? For me, Roy Hall versus Edmund Shabazian. I think that'll be a fun fight. I think that should be booked next for Shabazian and for Roy Hall. Be an interesting fight. And yeah, I'd love to see that. Strickland is apparently been lined up against Luke Rockhold. Luke Rockhold. <laughs> it's playing mind games already, son. And he's basically said, yeah, shit, fucking garbage. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> and Sean Strickland, whilst on vacation or some shit, says, he's like seen it on social media, like loads of people messaging him and shit like that. He's like, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> oh, it's, this dude makes me laugh. His uh, post-fight interview was amazing. So Saying, oh, <laughs> if I wasn't, in the UFC, I'd be cooking meth in a caravan or some shit. 
I was like, this dude's fucking hilarious. Love him. I thought he was alright in his previous fights against Brandon Allen and Jocko and stuff like that, but fucking hilarious. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, and he's like, oh, if I make, if I don't get to fight you, I'm going to slap the shit out of you regardless. <laughs> so that could be a good fight at some point. Maybe a main event in a, on a fight night card or a co-main for a, a numbered card. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a good move for both guys. Obviously, Luke Rockhold hasn't fought in middleweight division for a long time because I think his last fight was in light heavyweight against uh, Yan, if I remember correctly, where Yan knocked him the fuck out. And I think the fight before that is when Romero knocked Rockhold out with the uppercut, that vicious uppercut, I think. And like Romero kept hugging him and kissing him after like Rockhold's been knocked out on the floor. I can't remember. I think that's what happened still creepy now as it was back then uh yeah i think that's a great direction for both both guys both guys should go in that direction all right now we're going to move into the upcoming card which is ufc 265 in texas now a bit controversy again fucking ufc they love their controversy and um oh no wait wait, wait. can't believe i did this can't believe i'm doing this Mentioning Bellator, even though they fucked me off, the BBC I players fucked me off. Got to mention Bellator. Because instead of watching that main event in the UFC, I was actually watching the Bellator main event, which was Patricio Pitbull versus Patricio, Patricio Pitbull. Fucking hell. Can't speak today. Uh, the better Pitbull, wherever. I'm just going to call it. Uh, <laughs> versus AJ, the mercenary, Mickey. So, um, it was in the February Grand Prix Final, which they actually have a belt for, and a million dollars. Brilliant, like it. I like tournaments in general. I love tournaments. Even like pro wrestling, love a tournament, love a tournament. Football, Champions League, love a tournament. Tennis, all tournament based, love it. Um, so, AJ McKee knocked him the fuck out, and then didn't finish him. <laughs> he, um, if I remember correctly, you hit a head kick. Hit him a few strikes, caught him with an uppercut at the end of it, and then Patricio was just like, "What the fuck?" And then I think grabbed one of AJ's legs because AJ was like, "Ah, oh, I've won." Ref's like, "No, keep going." Which fair enough, ref made the right decision. It was all AJ McKee's fault, really. That he should have fucking pounced him. Like this walk-off bullshit. Fuck that. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you until I win. That's what I think most fighters should do. I'm saying that. Um, Sean O'Malley doesn't do very well. <laughs> Clearly, thinks he's beating someone and tries to walk off. It's like, no, mate. Knock them out and win. Fuck this. Like, I'm going to walk off, bollocks. Just knock them out and win. And uh, Patricio gets up, gets caught into a guillotine, which is quite ironic because Patricio's like, pattern and submission is the guillotine. Guillotine show. And, uh, yeah, AJ McKee. Got and guillotine, tads, uh, just a like a millisecond of like an early stoppage, because Pitbull was going out, but he wasn't out, so it was a really early stoppage. Like he, he didn't tap out or anything like that. He didn't verbally tap out or anything. The ref stopped it because he thought, "Oh fuck, he's out," and no, he won't. So it was a little bit early, but. Regardless, AJ McCree would have won anyway. 
so it's not too bad, I feel. So now we have new featherweight Bellator champion. And he won the Grand Prix, so he's got two belts, AJ two belts, and a million dollars. Life can't get much better. And then he goes and says, I'd love to fight in the UFC. Well, he didn't say again, in the UFC. He said, I'd love to fight UFC fighters, which they says, I'd love to go to the UFC. Um, to fight Max Holloway, Brian Ortega, and Volkanovski. Sorry, they had beat all three of them. I'd love to see all them fights. I, I ain't seen much of AJ McKee. I think I've watched him fight twice. And both fights, pretty good. Not going to lie. And Pitbull's the only good guy that I've seen him fight because I think the last guy weren't all that. But yeah, put him away quite nicely. Uh, the way he did it as well was quite fascinating. So he was um, doing like the knee stamp to create distance. And then he, you could sort of see him like uh, gauging how much distance there's him between him and Pitbull. Because Pitbull's kind of like, they're kind of like having the same sort of space in between each other the entire time and uh i think he'd done a few feints and seeing what side uh patricio would sort of lean towards and he'd done it and then done it here with head kick which uh patricio sort of lent his head towards a little bit i'm surprised he didn't knock him the fuck out straight away it just wobbled him which fair fucking play and yeah like i said swarmed him upcated him didn't get a finish eventually got to get a team and then get got to finish so yeah, great great win for the for AJ McKee. Probably one of the most hyped and most inter- anticipated fights in Bellator in general. Not all these old age pensioners fighting in the heavyweight division. Uh, I need a little, little dick there, little dick. Um, yeah, so we'll move on now to UFC 265. After all that, and we're gonna talk about how much is there to talk about. Let's look at the early prelims. Any anything good? Anything good? Nothing speaks to me right now. Uh, what about the prelims? Bobby Green. It's fine. Why is it interesting fight Bobby Green? Bit of an arsehole. Why is quite interesting? Oh shit, Carolina. I I can't fucking say that name. Carolina. Kowalowitz, ah, oh, fuck, I butchered the shit out of that. The other Polish woman in the Troy division, uh, that's not Joanna John Chajak, who fought Joanna John Chajak, and it was a really close fight, a very good fight, versus Jessica Penner. Oh, shit, she's still around. Oh, shit, okay. That'd be interesting, a wrestler versus a striker. The stereotypical fight. Uh, who else? Uh... Ed Herman is still fucking going. Jesus Christ. Against Alonzo Manifield. Okay. At light heavyweight? Ed Herman at light heavyweight? Is he weighs for a lightweight? I feel like he's small than that shit. I swear he's for a middleweight. Hold up. Yeah, he was a middleweight. I knew he fucking was, you little ginger bastard. Uh, What else on his fucking prelims? Yeah, not much else. I'm going to leave it at. Probably some like low-key, really good guys on the prelims and early prelims. But until I watch this, oh, Miles Johns is actually alright on the early prelims. Why the fuck are you on the early prelims? You should be on the prelims. Yeah, alright. Let's go to the main card. But first, we're going to take a little, little break. And the transition will be smooth as fuck.
All right, we are back on the second part of this episode. And we are going to talk about the main card in the UFC 265 event. Uh, one fight was canned, I think. Yeah, oh, fuck, how could I forget? It was supposed to be Amanda Nunes fighting her next victim. Uh, yeah, it was against Penna, wasn't it? Remember correctly? Yeah, it was against Penna. Who, uh, yeah, don't think you're going to win that, love. But, stranger shit has happened. Stranger shit has happened. And, yeah, so I think the Casey Kenny fight got bumped into the main card because I think that was going to be the featured fight in the prelims. Which is fair enough. Fucking fine. Why are you being a dick? Alright. But there's some bangers on this main card. Even the Casey Kenny fight. Casey Kenny always has a good, good little scrap. Got Tisha Torres versus Angela Hill. This is a rematch from like six years ago. Uh, they were having a back and forth during the the press conference uh, yesterday. It was yesterday, and they were talking mad shit about about this fight. Angela Hill. I want to like her, but she comes across such such like a bastard, doesn't she? Little bastard. Uh, it's just um. She does moan about her post-fight losses, especially if the uh, decision losses. She gets really up in arms about it. Uh, you got Michael Chiesa versus Vicente Luque. So if these two fight each other, because obviously we still got a day to go, shit can happen. Michael Chiesa has pulled out of quite a few fights due to injuries or whatever the fuck, yeah? So until they get into the octagon, I'm a bit nervy about it. Uh, but Michael Chiesa versus Vicente Luque. Whoever wins that, maybe gets a title shot next. Against the winner of Usman versus Kobe Compton too. Maybe. I don't know. I think they're definitely deserving. If they, if either one of them win. Vicente Luque is not even 30 yet. Okay, that's crazy. He's fought a lot of good dudes. Uh, what else? Jose Aldo versus Pedro Munoz. That should be a good little scrap as well. It's only three rounds, so Jose Aldo is going to be fucking balls to the fucking wall for three rounds, which I love because Jose Aldo during a five-round fight takes it like one. He takes one round off basically, and the pace isn't as high. What else we got? Derek Lewis versus Cyril Garn. Now this is the one with the controversial element in it because it's an interim belt created four months after the. I think it's four months. Was it March? Yeah, five months, four or five months. So, Francis Ngannou, not even six months in to his title reign, they've made it in a title. It's crazy. Stupid. Should be a title eliminator, not a in title. But I think it's UFC doing tactical shit to get um, get Francis to not fight Jones and get to fight Derek or Cyril Garn instead. Which change practices I get it because can't withhold or hold down a division and shit like that and money and stuff like that there's a lot going on but I get it in a weird way uh, I think Casey Kenny will beat Sonny Dong I think Tisha Torres will beat Angel Hill I think Michael Chiesa beats Vicente Luque that Jose Aldo one and Pedro Munoz one that's going to be hard to call I'm going to go with Jose Aldo they're both the same age. I think Jose 
I think Jose will win. I think he'll be a close fight. These both these dudes are fucking fantastic. Love watching both of them. It's Bantamweight division again. Fucking phenomenal. Love it. Uh, we got Derek Lewis versus Cyril Garn in the main event. I think Cyril Garn is like a massive favorite going to this fight. Uh, can I see the odds for this? I want to see the odds. Garn versus Lewis odds. I think it was like Saint crazy. Is a minus three eighty favorite, basically. And Lewis is a three ten underdog, which I don't know what that means in American shit. What I mean is, all that means to me is Surgan is a massive favorite going to this fight. Now for me, for me, I've got a feeling that Lewis will get the win. I don't know why. I think Lewis only needs one shot. I think he's got that fucking Garnu power. I don't know who's stronger as well, and I'd love to see a rematch of that fight. I think I'm a bit biased in that aspect. But I think Lewis has got that one killer hit. Can't, can Garn take it? Who the fuck knows? But he's got 25 minutes to hit this one punch, and Tua Garn is probably there to be hit at least once in that fight on the chin. Because he's still quite experienced in the octagon as well. You got you got to take that. I don't think that people a lot of people take that into account. He's quite inexperienced. He's only got nine professional fights in MMA. I know he was like the might or some shit before that. I can't remember he's done before that. But I've been kickboxing. Fuck knows. And uh, but he's still quite inexperienced. So certain situations he's not going to be as clued up as. You know what I mean? So um, I reckon Lewis knocks him out. Well, it's a TKO finish in for shits and giggles. Round three. I'm going to say round three, Derek Lewis, TKO, KO finish. Don't give a fuck. I feel pretty big KO. Good KO finish. So I'm going to say that. I'm going to say Jose Aldo beats Pedro Munoz in a decision win. I'm going to say Michael Chiesa beats Vicente Luque in a decision win. It's going to be fucking those decisions. Uh, Tisha Torres uh, beats Angel Hill by decision. Casey Kenny to beat Song Yadong by submission, I'm going to say. Really good joke. About the... The prelims, I'm going to say... Bobby Green. Uh, no, nah, I'm going to say the other dude. I, I don't bet against Bobby Green. Every t- I've done it three times and lost every single time. I ain't bet on that shit. Scratch that. I'm not even going to mention that fight now. Because if I put a bet on, it'll fuck my fight up. Because Bobby Green is a curse. <laughs> uh, Ed Herman will lose against Alonso Menafield, I feel. Because he's fighting a bit above his weight. And he's getting old now. And he's a wrestler, so his body is probably... He's an old school wrestler as well. So his neck and back must be fucking fucked. Uh, Carolina versus Jessica Penne. I love Carolina, but I think she's going to lose Jessica Penne. I think... Who who fucked her up? Who fucked up Carolina? Was it Andrade? I think Andrade like, murdered her career, didn't she? Like, she knocked her out, but broke. Like, an orbital and shit like that. And she didn't know if she had to retire and all that sort of bollocks. So, yeah, I think after that, she wasn't the same. So, I'm going to say Jessica Penne. Well, that is it. 
I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'm actually going to be at home live during this fucking event. I'm I'm ecstatic. I'm fucking happy as shit. I finish six on a Saturday and I get to watch the UFC. Oh, I ain't said that for a while. I ain't said that for a while. Fucking hate Sundays. I'm working Sunday, but not into the night. So, positives. I reckon Derek Lewis beats Sarah Garn. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It's what it is. Uh, what else could happen? Well, let's look at repercussions who, who wins and loses. So, if Derek Lewis wins, for example, he's going to have to fight Francis and Garner, right? Because I think what Dana White is trying to organise or trying to sort of set up is Jones versus Stipe, which fuck knows that's going to happen. I have no idea if that's going to happen. And then um, Ngannou versus the winner of Lewis and Garn. So if whoever wins out of that fight, the Garn and Lewis fight, fights Ngannou, and whoever wins that fight fights the winner of... Um, Jones and Stipe, if Dana White and the bookies and, well, not the bookies, the bookmakers sort of get their way, which I don't think they will. I don't think Jones will take that. I think Jones is like title shot or nothing kind of guy right now. And money-wise, I don't think, I think they're a long way off. I don't know what's going to go, what's going to happen. So, yeah. I think that'll do it for this episode. Have a good day. Hope you like the podcast. And remember... Always pull guard. See you later.